chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of the world-famous Loose Lug Nuts podcast. I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside Thomas Dick, and we are throwing it back to Darlington this weekend, which kind of, sort of, they're trying to make up for racing on Mother's Day. Yeah, no one could be mad at Darlington throwback weekend. It's awesome with all the throwing back. So we'll just stab the moms in the back, the moms <laughs> who raised us as youth. Uh, to be upstanding young men's. Yeah, we're just going to race. We're going to honor them with some great racing this week. It was the first time we've had uh, all three series in action this week. Uh, in about, what, three weeks? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, actually, might be longer than that because the dirt, the trucks raced at the dirt track and the Xfinity didn't. So it's even farther back than that. Well, we'll get into all three race previews, but first we'll bring you the news around NASCAR. The big news, the Hall of Fame class was revealed. We'll have three new members in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. That will be driver Matt Kenseth, crew chief Kirk Shelmerdine uh, from the modern era, and then Herschel McGriff from the Pioneer Division. Yeah, uh, Matt Kenseth uh, was the leading vote getter in the modern era. He got 69% of the vote. Nice. Uh, he is the... Uh, as everyone knows, he was the 2003 series uh, champ. He only won one race that year, which made all the people cry. So they changed the whole point system because of that, basically because of that championship. Uh, he has uh, had 39 cup victories, 21st all time, won two Daytona 500s, a Southern 500, a Coca-Cola 600, and an all-star race. He also has 29 Xfinity series wins, which is eighth most all time. Yeah. And then uh, Kirk Shelmerdine was the crew chief for Richard Childress Racing. He won 46 races with Dale Earnhardt at the wheel, including four championships in 86, 87, 90, and 91. Uh, was the youngest crew chief to win a NASCAR race and the youngest to win a Winston Cup title. Uh, and then Herschel McGriff, badass when I was reading uh, about him. He just turned 94 in December. Uh, he competed in NASCAR races for seven decades, starting with the 1950 Southern 500 at Darlington. And he last raced at age 90 in Tucson uh, at a Pro Series West race. He won four Cup Series races in 1954, including North Wilkesboro. Yeah, he also won an uh, Arca Menards West Series title in uh, 1986. All around badass dude. So the fan vote, because we all our votes accumulated in the one vote, which is equal to that of Jenna Fryer. So our vote went to AJ Foyt and the uh, pioneer era, Matt Kenseth and Harry Gant in the modern era. So we only got one of our three people in. <laughs> Uh, there were 61 panelists, uh, and they got the vote on two each in the modern era. As we said, Matt Kenseth got 69%. Shelmerdine was 52%. Harry Hyde finished third, followed by Neil Bonnet and Harry Gant. And then everyone won, Everyone got one vote in the pioneer era. Herschel McGriff received 31%. A.J. Foyt finished second. So. And the one thing that I saw, Pockers was kind of mad that A.J. Foyt didn't get in. But. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, like, uh, as far as pioneers go, the guy was all around badass. He can run anything. So he uh, won a Daytona 500. He didn't race a whole bunch in uh, 
NASCAR, but when he did, it was pretty solid. Yeah, and then the big one was when they had the first Brickyard 400. I think it was either 92 or 93. He got it. He was the last car in on speed, and uh, they said that was such a huge deal for him to be able to get in for that race. So maybe next year. Yeah, yeah, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. I had some thoughts, and um, a lot of it boils down that I didn't know the NASCAR Hall of Fame was so young. Yeah. Like, the first induction class was in 2010. But uh, also, of note, longtime NASCAR exec Mike Helton was named recipient of the Landmark Award for Outstanding Contributions to NASCAR for apparently doing his job. Well, he was the first one not a part of the France family to. Yeah, yeah. so I guess that's worth something. Because as far as the award goes, I was shocked that they didn't just hand it to uh, Lisa France Kennedy. Uh, I personally thought it should have went to Janet Guthrie. When I was a youth, I remembered she was a badass um, race car driver. Um, some people was like, oh, well, she really didn't open the door to women's driving. Like she drove and then no one drove until years later. Well, that's not her effing fault. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but so that's what we got. Uh, class is set for induction on Friday. We're waiting for our invitations January 20th, 2023 at the Hall of Fame in Charlotte. I'm going to check my mailbox every day. <laughs> so, those that didn't get in this year going to have tough sledding next year because Jimmy Johnson and Chad Canales are both uh, eligible, according to Bob Pockers. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I thought Kenseth was really good. I thought Carl Edwards would have gotten more votes. But, I mean, I'm happy with it. Yeah. My thought is let's get Harry Gant in there. Have you – do you read anything about Harry Gant? Uh Uh-uh. I I realized he was a badass, but I didn't – I didn't know. He did not race his first full-time cup season until he was 39. Damn. He sold, he had a construction company in order to be able to drive. He sold half of the construction company. Age 39, he raced mainly 14 full time seasons from age 39 to 52. Damn. But just a badass. Um, I also think Harry Hyde should get in. I, 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 think, I think our like podcast vote should go to Harry Hyde just because he's in. Uh, Bobby Hill and Jr. song at the end of our yeah well my whole thing is I'm shocked A I was shocked that Matt Kenseth was eligible this year shocked Jimmy Johnson's eligible next year like what's with the two years yeah that's pretty dumb like every other sports thing well there's some like tennis where if you win a certain amount of events you automatically qualify yeah but then most of the other like league stuff like baseball you have like baseball's what is it five years five yeah like why are we rushing to get these guys in texas a&m athletics hall of fame you have to be out 10 years 10 years like this is gonna sound insensitive but it, if you're racing time uh the person's more likely to die in a car crash or a helicopter crash than old age after they retire so you have once they retire and they made it safely that far yeah. pretty safe to go last five more years and you can wait but like I said, I didn't know. Like, I was like, how's Ricky Rudd and Harry Gant? And how are they not in? And mentally, I was thinking this Hall of Fame started in like 1990 and they've had like 30 something classes. But they've only had since 2010, this would be the 14th class. So, yeah. 
So not a whole lot of classes. Those guys will be there, get in someday. And when you better believe when Harry Gant goes in, I'm uh, I'll be there front row. <laughs> uh, some other news: William Byron's uh, he signs his three year extension. He signed through 2025. At age 24, he's already won 16 NASCAR National Series races, including four at the Cup level, and then he won the Xfinity Series championship as well. Yeah, that seemed like a, a no doubter. Um, the one that'll be interesting when it comes up, a lot of people aren't high on Alex Bowman. I don't know why he wins the races and whatnot. So we'll see. This is my favorite news of the of the week. Uh, AJ, uh, Andy's Custard uh, is going to bring back the AJ Almond. Almond. Get it? Almond? Yeah. Dinger. Uh, it'll be coming back for a limited time. Colleg and Andy's Custard signed another deal for this year. Uh, AJ will be racing uh, with the Andes logo at the All-Star Race in Texas on May 22nd. Also for that race all around Texas, I guess the rest of the Andes uh, custards will feature All-Star Jackhammer. Read that out. What's in this? So what we got, the All-Star Jackhammer is creamy chocolate frozen custard blended with Oreos and peanut butter and then drilled and filled with marshmallow cream. How badass does that sound? <laughs> that sounds really good. Not that it well, if I'm gonna say good stuff about Andy's custard. Because I'd like been. them to I'd like them to sponsor. I was wasn't gonna mention that that probably costs like 12 bucks. <laughs> and then uh Andy's custard. What's that? Have you ever been to Andy's custard? Yeah, you don't remember. I went last year to Waco and got the AJ Almond dinger, and I even took photos and put it on our I don't remember that. That was a long social, time ago. Social media. It was really good. I went to uh, Hellberg Barbecue, and I, I that might have been the day I wore my uh, Good Burger shirt, and everyone there was all excited. Oh, yeah. They told me to come back when they had hamburgers, which is on Friday if you're ever in Waco. Ray Everham's going to be auctioning off some cars from his personal collection if you got some money laying around. He'll be auctioning off 30 cars at Meekum's Indy tw- uh, 2022 sale between May 13th and uh, May 21st. Yeah, no reserves, so cars will go to the highest bidder. Highlights include a 1965 Bronner Hawk 4 Dean Van Line Special driven by Mario Andretti and back-to-back Indy Car Championships in 65 and 66. That's mine. I My plan is I'm going to have to, like, mortgage some stuff my first bid is sixty nine thousand four hundred and twenty. do you think like how much do you think ray everham's like hurting to get some money to sell all this stuff yeah i mean is srx that uh (laughs) why wouldn't you put this in a museum or something yeah i don't know i mean he's he's a hall of famer yeah uh leonard skinnard uh, you might know them as the uh, group that sings Sweet Home Alabama. They're going to perform the ultimate American salute uh, before the Coca-Cola 600. Yeah, I didn't know they were still alive. And <laughs> I sort of hope they play Freebird. Yeah. Well, didn't like a couple of them die in a plane crash or one of them? Uh, this is not a rock and roll podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to NASCAR. Fears of Dover. Uh, losing NASCAR, uh, were relayed to Speedway. We're allayed, that means dismissed. I should have just typed dismissed. Yeah, I don't. Why would you use big word? Uh, Dover has already lost a fall race, and there were fears that poor attendance might have the track uh, go the way of Chicagoland and Kentucky. But the Dover president 
uh, said, given where we are, there's just never been any kind of discussion about us losing a race. I have no reason to believe we will not be racing here for a long period of time. There you go. This next one, this is part of the reason I brought up Jenna Fryer earlier. I don't know if you saw this. Um, Kyle Larson and uh, Jeff Gordon, uh, they were at Arlington National Cemetery, uh, better known as the place where you got swamp ass a couple <laughs> years ago because it was 97 degrees. Well, they went there and they laid a wreath at the uh, Tomb of the Unknown Soldier on Wednesday. Well, I don't know if you know this. Wednesday's the day they were voting on the Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. And Jenna Fryer sort of uh, insinuated that Kyle Larson was shirking his duties as a, a defending NASCAR champion who should be voting, and she was disappointed he didn't show up for the vote. <laughs> well, this was a previously scheduled event, and they didn't when they scheduled this, they didn't know when the voting was going to be. So, uh, a lot of Jenna got some backlash on the Twitter about yeah. hey. You know, maybe NASCAR should have changed when the vote was. Yeah. Or like maybe let him like mail in his vote or something. Yeah. So that's that. So now we're on to the part where we talk about the races. Oh, yeah. We got the Goodyear 400 on Sunday, Mother's Day at 3.30 p.m. Eastern with coverage starting at 2 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. I still think it's stupid that they are racing on Mother's Day. It's only the ninth time ever that NASCAR has competed on Mother's Day. They did it last year as well, and then 2007. And those are the only three times they've done that since 1978. Yeah. Um, in this case, uh, they aren't saving the... Wait, are they saving the drama for our mama? They're saving their drama for our mama. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Uh, radio on the Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Race will be 293 laps with Stage 1 being 90, Stage 2 being 95 laps, and then Stage 3 being 108. Richard Petty will be the honorary starter on Sunday. Kind of cool. See the king back. And then uh, dating back to 1950, Sunday will be the 122nd Cup Series race at Darlington. We will have six active winners on Sunday, Denny Hamlin leads the way with four. Harvick has three. Truex has two. And Eric Jones, Brad Keselowski, and Kyle Busch have won, although Bush's win came back in 2008. Everybody else pretty recent. Yeah, he's old. And then uh, I don't know if you saw this, uh, but in NASCAR's notes that we get, because we're, you know, media uh, that we get every week, they referred to Hendrick Motorsport as the Yankees of NASCAR. And apparently whoever does their notes doesn't know that the Yankees haven't won a championship since 2009. Yeah. And back when Chad Canals was there, I would have called them the Astros of NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like, what are you trying to like that? They win a lot. Like I just don't. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I would say Richard Petty racing is the NASCAR because they won a lot back before I was born. Yeah. And then now they're just kind of like, meh. But yeah, I would call the Hendrick would be the, uh, God, who's won one consistently for the last decade, the Dodgers. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think. Like, I don't know. I guess like the Patriots. Of like, there you go. The Patriots. Yeah. 
What do we got for featured matchups? I wonder what the first one we got Martin Truex versus a Denny Hamlin, as I mentioned. Joe Gibbs versus Joe Gibbs. I'm gonna go with Truex though. Like a Hamlin's got four wins and a victory this season, but he's been plagued with some bad luck. Got hit by Cody Ware last week. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, like, I don't know. I I like Truex better than him. And Hamlin's gonna be without his crew chief this week. And the next maybe his crew chief sucks, though. Maybe, maybe that's an improvement. Who you got? I I wasn't even thinking about the crew chief when I said anything. Um, I'm going with Hamlin basically because he was a rocket ship last week. Um, had he not lost that tire, and then got uh, hit by Cody Ware, uh, I think he could have won. So that's what I got. All right, and then the next one we got is Ross Chastain versus Kyle Busch. I'm going Chastain. I think he's been an unstoppable rebel force recently, and he's proven he'll drive through people, which is what Kyle Busch used to do back in the day. But now Kyle Busch, he's gotten older. He doesn't do that as much. Yeah, I like Chastain too. He's been driving. I feel like he's been driving so much better than Busch. Got a couple wins already. I like like him to get the – Finish ahead of him. The next one we got Ricky Stenhouse Jr. versus Chris Busher. Who do you got? I'm gonna go with the uh the Texan, Chris Busher. He's posted he, last year he posted two top 10 finishes at Darlington last season. But the one thing the caveat is we've kind of seen Stenhouse more this year. Last year or last week, I thought it was like the first time we'd really seen Busher. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's funny. Uh I thought. Last week was the first time we'd seen Stenny. I'm going with the uh, uh, pride of Prosper. Uh, I think Busher at this track, I looked it up, last six races, he averages eight spots higher than uh, R- Ricky Stenhouse Jr. So I think it's a no-brainer for Busher. And then the last one we got is William Byron versus Ryan Blaney. So you do you think Byron's going to be uh, – complacent now that he's got that big time deal that takes him through 2005 he no, might not even show up to the track <laughs> i'm going with byron he's got two top five finishes at darlington blaney does not oh wow i didn't even notice that i picked blaney because i thought he's been so good i think he finally uh, finishes the deal he's been having a solid season he is like he's been like chase elliott light this year and chase elliott won a race last week so yeah. All right. Well, who's your uh, long shot to win the race? Um, I'm going Austin Dillon. He sprinkled in some good showings here, including a fourth in 2017 and a second in 2020. All right. Uh, my long shot, as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to go with Busher. He had two top tens last year, coming off a pretty good race last weekend. Got some mojo going. I'm going <laughs> to take him as my long shot. Why are you laughing? Because I just saw who I picked him. <laughs> Uh, uh, my winner, uh, it's hard for me not to go with Kyle Larson in three races here since 2019. He's got an average finish of 2.0. He's led 19.5% of those laps. He's been the bridesmaid, never the bride. And I would have liked to pick Truex, but I've done that like the last two weeks and I look dumb. (laughs) I, despite picking Denny Hamlin to beat Martin Truex head to head, uh, I'm going with Martin Truex Jr. to win it all because I'm smart and you're dumb. Uh, I think he gets it done this week, which means he'll finish first uh, 
And then Denny Hamlin will finish P negative <laughs> one. Or maybe like Denny will win, but then fail inspection and true. There you go. So, yeah. So that way you're, you're right both ways. Uh, so that's Sunday's race. Uh, Saturday, we got the Xfinity Mahindra Rocksore 200. It begins Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern with coverage on Fox Sports 1 starting at 12.30. Radio on the Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. 147 laps with stages 1 and 2 being 45 laps and the final stage being 57. Uh, Justin Allgaier. Uh, won here last year and was one of four actually former Xfinity winners in the field uh, with Chase Elliott, who won in 2014, Brandon Jones, who won in 2020, and Noah Gregson, who won the September race last year. That was wrong in the NASCAR notes. They didn't have Noah Gregson in there. Yeah, well, you know, if they got professionals like us, they wouldn't have to worry about that. But I will say, if we're going to get a job with Stuart Haas Racing, you have to learn how to say Mahindra. Yeah, well... It was all. It's a weird word. Like how so would we you say a, the well, the R O X O R Roxor? Oh, I don't say that. I just say the Mahindra. I'm sorry. I wouldn't say it. I would just wait for like Kurt Busch to say it. Oh. <laughs> He'll be in the booth, or someone will be in the booth. Uh, we got about 15 drivers that are going to throw it back to some old paint scheme. So finally, got some good stuff to talk about at the end of the show. Uh, who do you got winning? Well, I was going to say the uh, the one thing that they did mention in the notes that I was looking at was the rookie of the year racing, kind of, sort of close, but not really. It's kind of funny because there's four rookies. Two of them are kind of near each other, and then the other two are just like Jesse owuji has got like 24 points. I would think Ty Gibbs would be way ahead of everyone. Oh, he was last year. That's right. Who's, yeah. that? Who's the There's Sheldon Creed. Um, oh, Austin Hill. Yeah, those Austin two Hill, are. Yeah. yeah. Those are the two truck guys from a year ago. Yeah. Uh, my winner, I'm going to go Noah Gregson. Five races uh, since 2019. He's got to win three top fives and five top tens. There you go. And I'm actually picked Sheldon Creed. Uh, he had two wins here in three truck races. And uh, he's been a solid top 10, top 12 driver all year. So I'm going with him to get his first ever Xfinity win. All right. And then tighten, uh, up, tighten up that uh, rookie of the year. Yeah, there you go. Uh, on Friday, we got the Dead on Tools 200. That'll begin at 7.30 p.m. I guess that'd be tonight. Uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern with coverage on Fox Sports 1 starting at 6.30 p.m. Radio on the Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. 147 laps, stages of 47, 47, and 57. As we mentioned earlier in this episode, back after two weekends off. And this is only the 10th truck race at Darlington. Yeah, they had the first one in May 2001, Bobby Hamilton won. Then there was an eight-year hiatus from uh, 2012 to 2019 when they didn't run here. And then COVID came, and they're like, hey, we got a race close to Charlotte. And they're like, Darlington's right there. Uh, so they won, uh, had a race there in 2020, which Ben Rhodes won. And then they had two races in Darlington in 2021. Sheldon Creed won both of those. Yeah, and then uh, Thor Sport Racing's Matt Crafton is the only driver uh, to race in all nine previous races at Darlington. Ben Rhodes, the only driver in the field with a win. Another notable friend of the program, Grant Enfinger, three races with finishes of four, five, and six. And then John Hunter Niemercheck has a second-place finish and an eighth-place finish. 
My winner, though, I'm going to go with Matt Crafton, though, just based off of his experience. Wow. I left that wide open. I thought you'd pick Ben Rhodes. No, that was too easy. So I went Man. with the second easiest one. I might have then picked Matt Ben Rhodes, but I went in front of the program, Grant Enfinger. I just think this is his first year at GMS. They've had two weeks off to fine-tune some things. Uh, Grant's always run well here, so I think they get the uh, get in the victory lane. All right, there we go. Now we finally got some really good paint schemes to talk about. Uh, let's first go with the trucks. I'm going to go with Blaine Perkins uh, in the race line throwback. It's got some yellow. It's a yellow truck with some grass at the bottom. Pretty badass. Yeah, I went to the one thing I don't like a lot of them. You got to search to see who they're throwing it back to. Yeah. Um, I was starting to look that up and I never got it. But when we post it on the uh, social media, we'll let you know. Um, I actually picked two trucks. I picked uh, this one is awesome. Uh, Danny uh, Bone throwing it back to uh, Daryl Waltrip's Mountain Dew car from back in the day, his old 11 Mountain Dew. Uh, but his sponsor is ticksuck.org, which I think is something we can all agree on. And the hood just says ticksuck, like uh, uh, really big, badass looking car. So that's pretty sweet. And then I also have Maddie D throwing it back uh, in the, uh, he's got a silver bullet throwback. Have you gone to ticksuck.org? I have not. Is that wiener pills? <laughs> no, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> What's that say? Some of their tick uh, frequently asked questions. Can I get sick from a tick that is crawling on me but didn't bite? How long do ticks need to stay attached to cause an infection? What are the answers? Um, a tick has to bite you to infect it with its germs. If the tick hasn't attached to your skin, you can't contract disease it might be carrying. Uh, ticks can spread disease within minutes to days after attaching to your skin. Huh. That is yeah. sweet. So I uh, looked it up, and the Matty D is throwing it back to Sterling Marlin. Uh, drove the old yeah. silver bullet. I thought that was the case. I thought it was either him or... Uh, Bobby Hamilton, but yeah, uh, he's throwing it back to uh, the old Sterling Marlin. Mm -hmm. And then in uh, Xfinity, I chose uh, Josh Berry in the number eight tire pros. Pretty sweet. It looks like the paint is like coming off near the hood. And then on the back, like near the, the rear tire, it's got like a guy that looks like he's like drilling into the actual tire. Pretty sweet. That is badass. Do you remember who I picked? Nope, you left it blank. Oh, that's right. I picked Stefan Parsons. He's throwing it back to uh, Phil Parsons, who drove the Skull Classic 55. But uh, Skull is sort of close to Stefan Parsons' sponsor, who is SoCal. So they just flipped the letter around. Um, so it's a pretty badass car for BJ McLeod uh, Motorsports. And then uh, in Cup, I really liked Kyle Busch and the M&M's. It's got the old school, like, cartoonish logo and then a bunch of little uh, M&M's underneath it. And then uh, who else did I like? Oh, you, yours, the one that you're picking. Oh, uh, you can pick one because I got no, multiple. Go no, no, you go ahead. No, no you go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. 
No, go ahead. This is bad radio. Say it. I really like Ross Chastain's more than Daniel Suarez, but they're both in the Coca-Cola cars, old school. Well, did you see what they had to do on? Uh... Oh God, um, on Ross Chastain's car? I did not. Oh well. <laughs> oh, there's some speculation that uh, Teresa Earnhardt got uppity, and uh, they the number one on the the uh, Ross Chastain car now has like a uh, slash a track house, like the slash that's in track house's logo is now through the number one. So it won't be the same font as what the actual car had. Cause apparently she is very um, touchy feely about that stuff. All right. And then I did some research, the Blaine Perkins one, he is throwing it back to his crew chief, Doug George, what his vehicle looked like when he ran. So that's pretty cool. Like a lot of the obvious throwbacks have been done already, but it's pretty cool seeing them throw back to either drivers that weren't NASCAR drivers or like this, a crew chief um, yeah. from back in the day. Well, like, yeah, I was going to say some of my honorable mentions. I really liked um, William Byron on the 24 going with Jeff Gordon's old paint scheme. And then uh, the one that was really cool is the uh, Harrison Burton. Have you seen that one? I had not DEX imaging, but it's like got DEX and like a light pink. And then it's got a huge lightning bolt like going. It's like white on the hood. And then it's like a lightning bolt down the side in white. It's pretty sweet. Okay. That is awesome. Uh, for those that don't know, the uh, track house is back when uh, there was a race in Japan in 1998. And that's the scheme they uh, Earnhardt's ran. So. My pick, I'm going with uh, G- petty GMS throwbacks of Ty Dillon and Eric Jones. Uh, Joe's going back to old school uh, Lee and Richard Petty cars. Uh, they look pretty badass. So. Well, we finally got some badass paints. And I thought this was the week where uh, Chase was riding in the Hooters. But I guess that's coming up later. Yeah, maybe it's a Darlington fall race. Maybe. Well, that will do it for our Darlington Spring preview. Uh, should be a Darlington Mother's Day weekend extravaganza preview. Yeah, that's a better name for it. We appreciate you guys for listening. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe, rate, review. Uh, we do really do uh, appreciate it. We'll be back on Tuesday to recap all three races. We appreciate you guys for listening. Enjoy the races. We will see you. I grew up in Texas where football was my game Until that racing fever started burning in my brain I started running many stops when I was 13 And won a short track championship when I was just 16 I met a man named Harry Hyde and he built a car for me Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Strillin Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. You've given me my wings, now it's up to me to fly. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. 
has given me the brakes. I must admit she's small a bit, but it's me that runs the race. Now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance. I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. And now I've got some others on my side. You've given me my wings, now it's up to me to fly. Thank you for the ride. 